What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And we're going to pick up where we left off. Last episode had a lot of talk about Yankees bringing Aaron Boone back. Not happy about the decision. Talking with Rob Carbone, who is, as you know, if you listen to the show, is a contributor to the show. Love having Rob on and was talking to him and said, Rob, we need a rant. It's been a long time since we've had a rant. Need you to get on and talk about this. Rob is actually not doing, for the time being, his BD4 podcast, but gotta say, he's got a new gig with ultimatesportsnetworks.com. Go check it out. He has, he's writing for them, doing a blog. It's called the Bomber Bocker Blog. And the Bombers being the Yankees, Bockers being the Knicks, the Knickerbockers, right? It's a funny name, the Nick, Knickerbockers. <laughs> but anyway, Rob is a great writer. Love his writing. I, you know, if you want to subscribe to something that is just great writing, insightful, and, you know, he tells it like it is. That's why we love him. And let's get right into it. Okay, Rob, take it away. Give us your thoughts. I'm going to get right to it because I don't want to waste any time on Greg's podcast here um, on YCP. It seems like, well, I mean, it's, it is. You get rewarded for underachieving within this franchise now. You know, Gary Sanchez has one of the worst seasons of his career last year. And then he got the, what do you get, the $5 million deal to come back. Um, and now we're looking at it, you know, this team hasn't been as far as they've been since Girardi's last year in 2017. And you can make an argument that this past season, this wild card loss to Boston, where the game wasn't even competitive, this one and done wild card exit, you can make a case this was the worst, the weakest season we've had under Aaron Boone. So you chalk it up as just one more playoff exit with him, beneath him. And then, I mean, they couldn't even, like, wait. They had to do it almost immediately. Hand hand the guy a a three-year extension deal. Or, or whatever, three more years to bring him back. It's, it's unbelievable to me, man. But at the same time, you know, and I've talked to Greg about this, at the same time, it's not that unbelievable. Because, like I said, they've shown that they do these types of things. And so the Yankees are bringing back Boone for at least three more years. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept him forever. I mean, this is just the way they do things. They've got their puppet, who's going to be their yes man, right? He'll just do whatever the analytics tell him. Which, here's the thing. The argument for keeping Boone around is that Anybody else who they hire would be that puppet. 
that he makes little to no decisions in that clubhouse, which, you know, I do think he does have some type of say. But we'll play along here. Here's my thing. If all those people who are advocating for for the Yankees to keep Boone, or just maybe not even pro-Boone, you're just saying, like I said, he has nothing to do with anything, then why why is he why does he get all the praise in the world when the Yankees do go on these hot streaks? You know, when they won that what are they on that two week stretch where they didn't lose a game at the end of August, was it? You know how many times I've heard individuals say, You gotta give credit to Boone. Where's where's all the people who hate Boone? You gotta give credit to Boone. Well, if you're gonna be one of those people who give him credit in the best of times, don't try to, you know, throw the blame away from him. All of a sudden, when we're losing playoff games year after year, you gotta be you gotta be seeing both sides here. You can't be hypocritical. And sometimes the manager just has, he just has to take the fall. But I do think he does make decisions. He's in the clubhouse, you know. He he can he's in charge of pulling guys when they're not hustling and doing so, and he's done that a couple times, but. I just don't feel like he's the guy. I feel like he's not the alpha they need. And I know. I know. This is a new game. You have to get guys who coddle the players and, and again, listen to the Ivy League department upstairs, whatever you want to call it. But that's to me, that's not the way to win a championship, um, at least not with this core we have right here. Maybe if you had a bunch of alphas, a bunch of players who seem to want to win and who seem more hungry and don't jog to first base and don't lose focus in the field. Guys who are hungry, guys who don't make these stupid base running mistakes, guys who seem like they are glued to the game and want to do nothing but win a championship. Maybe if you had a core like that, that didn't have players with the mindsets of Juan Glaber Torres or Gary Sanchez. Maybe if you had more guys like Judge or more guys like Garrett Cole with the mindset of wanting to win. Maybe if he had guys like that up and down the roster, you could get away with having a a beta manager like Aaron Boone. But they don't have that. They have guys who need to be held accountable. And a lot of the guys they have that were once top prospects all those guys have regressed under Aaron Boom. Miguel Andujar, Clint Frazier, Glaber Torres, Gary Sanchez. None, a lot of these guys have gotten worse. So maybe you could get away with it if you have hungrier players, but you don't. You have a manager who's way too buddy-buddy, and that doesn't work when you have players who need to be motivated. And that's what made it, that's what made me laugh when they hired or when they fired the Yankees, all the coaches around Aaron Boone. And their reasoning was they want guys to help Aaron Boone push the players. If your manager needs help pushing the players, your manager is probably part of the problem, or he's probably the problem. I'm upset Boone is back. I could go on and on for minutes on top of minutes and give you a bunch of reasons and tell you why you know, this and that. I don't think he should be here and all that. But I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't have the energy to really do all that anymore. I honestly don't. 
I don't have the energy for it. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of saying the same thing over and over. So this is my little five minute spiel of, of just venting. You know, it might sound irrational, but hey, that's what this segment is called. Rob's Irrationally Angry Rant. Greg, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Go Yankees, I, I, I guess. There it is. Rob checking in. Love it. Really appreciate it. Thanks for sending that to us, Rob, and got to get him on the show this winter in this offseason to talk some more about what's going on. And if you listen to the show, to our last show, absolutely agree. And he brings up a lot of really great points in there. Number one being Yankees have become this culture of... Eh, we'll give you some money. Eh, we'll give you another shot. Like he said, they are being rewarded for mediocrity, basically. You know, you, as a franchise, want to say, we have one goal, World Series or bust. Anything else is a failure. And Aaron Boone has failed for... Four years, and now you said, ah, let's bring you back for another three. And he brings up another great point. Aaron Boone, if you are the manager, you are getting, you're getting blamed for losses. And then Hal Steinbrenner comes on and says, it's the players. Okay, let's not put it on him. But then he gets the credit for the 13-game winning streak. So it's like, I know it's not an easy job being the manager and you get blamed for a lot of things, but (laughs) that's a two-way street. Come on. You are, like I said in the last show, you are the third best manager in the AL East, and that's debatable. You know, maybe even fourth best manager. (sighs) Another point, I was speaking with my wife, Susanna, and... We were, we were actually talking about uh, our son and having a coach and, uh, you know, who's the best type of coach. And she said, really, really great point, and it relates to the Yankees, that she was, she was a competitive swimmer. And she said, I did my best when I had a really hard coach. And that's what it, that translates to the Yankees, too, because under Girardi... Those guys, you could say, overachieved in 2017. And he was a hard coach. He's supposed to be a really hard person. Uh, you know, maybe the clubhouse isn't um, uh, this whole, like, kumbaya, everything's great, <laughs> participation, trophy, culture. And that's what the Yankees need. And Rob brought up another great point. He said, maybe if you've got a whole team of, like, Aaron Judge, who seems like he really wants to win does not uh, need this coddling. Uh, Although he didn't like Girardi, so maybe he needs a little bit of coddling. I was actually thinking back to Joe Torre. Joe Torre was supposed to be a, you know, kumbaya guy and nice guy. Everybody gets along. But you look at the lineup he had. You had winners there. You had guys like Paul O'Neill who didn't need any motivation the, the guy was a, a gamer. He was a winner. He wanted to go out there. He played so hard every game. 
every at bat. Derek Jeter, Tino Martinez, Jorge Passat, the list goes on. That was a team of guys who really wanted it, who really wanted to win. This Yankee team, I don't know, we could go up and down the lineup. I could, you know, tell you guys who were like, eh, do they really want to win? I don't know. I don't see the intensity. Gary Sanchez, (laughs) number one. And, you know, what I said uh, last episode, what we're going to do this episode is go around. I kept saying go around the the order, go... (laughs) That doesn't go around the horn. I was trying to think about that expression. We're going to go around the horn. Even though around the horn is the infield, we're going to do everything. We are going to go position by position. Maybe not pitching. This might take us a while. We might save pitching for another day, although a lot of those guys seem like they're going to be gone. So let's get into it. Let's start... I don't want to start with catcher. <laughs> I think I already went on about catcher. Let's let's go to first base. We'll start with first base since it is obviously number one. Anthony Rizzo. I keep wanting to call him Frank Rizzo like the Jerky Boys. <laughs> if you've never heard the Jerky Boys, go listen. I'm sure you could YouTube that with uh, Frank Rizzo. Uh, that's funny stuff. Love that. Love that. Anyway. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go search that up. If you should, uh, Jerky Boys, Frank Rizzo, it was uh, was basically phony phone calls. Really funny stuff. But anyway, Anthony Rizzo, Frank Rizzo at first base, says he wants to come back. Says he is excited to play for the Yankees. I believe that. I really think that he enjoyed his time. Uh, you saw him getting along really well with other guys in the dugout uh, for his, you know, half a season that he was here. And the guy, I love his defense. Love his bat, lefty bat at Yankee Stadium. Uh, you know, batted first in that wild card game, which I kind of liked. I, 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 I like having him be in that position. With DJ coming back, if DJ can uh, be healthy, you know, maybe better to have him leading off, but it's a nice option. Question is how much he's going to want, how many years he's going to want. He is 30, I'm not sure, 33 maybe. So what's he going to want? Is he going to want a three year deal? Play till he's 36? How much is he going to want? You know, I'm sure a lot of teams are going to want to go after him. You know, is it was it a ploy? Is he, is he spreading these rumors saying, yeah, I want to come back with the Yankees to get uh, get more money? Basically, a lot of a lot of people do that. You know, look at Patrick Corbin. Oh man, I really wanted the Yankees to get him when he became a free agent, and a lot of people said he played the Yankees uh, in order to get. A bigger contract from other teams, and he never really wanted to play here. Anyway, first base, you also have Luke Voigt. You know, what do you do with him? Do you ship him off? I'm I'm sure you could get a little bit of value from him, even though he gets injured a lot. He was in obviously a shortened season, home run champ in 2020. The guy can still hit. Uh, you know, first base. Um, you know, defense. Not so great. Don't love his defense. You know, I've talked about there were a few major plays last season where 
Voight wouldn't have made them, and Rizzo did. So I like that. I, I hope Rizzo can um, come back on a team-friendly deal because <laughs> we're, as we go on, we'll talk about some more money and contracts, etc. But you would think that the Yankees, you know, the last person they developed in, in the minors to play first, from what I can recall, was Greg Bird. And it kind of seems crazy. Like, you can't... You can't find anybody. You can't draft anybody or, or develop someone in the minors to play first base. It, it seems like it's a position where a lot of, a lot of guys get switched over to uh, as they as, as their career goes on. What, you know, why don't you try that? Try that with, you know, an outfielder. I don't know. Yankees uh, minor leagues does, seems like it's not so great. There's a couple. Shortstops, uh, we'll get into that. That is a position the Yankees have really tried to develop. But let's say let's say Anthony Rizzo, Anthony Frank Rizzo is your first baseman 2022. I like it. I would I would definitely like that. Second base. Second base, Glaber Torres uh, would, you know, got switched back over there. Um he regressed he regressed tremendously. Uh, not sure what you do with him. You know, do you let him go? Do you trade him? Or do you stick with him? Now, the other question is, what do you do with DJ LeMayu? DJ LeMayu, as we talked about last show, hopefully his regression was because of this, you know, sports hernia that he just got operated on. You know, that could have been bugging him the entire year. We don't know. They kept it a secret or he kept it a secret, which if if he was, I, I actually love it because that means the guy was playing through that. You know, at the end of the season when they, they first said that and they didn't, weren't sure what was going to happen, he played and actually had a couple of good games, uh, you know, there at the at the end when it was when it was in the news already. Love DJ. Hope he comes back strong. He would be my choice to play second base. I, I really like him in that position. Makes a really strong right side of the infield. Glaber, I don't know. You keep him as, uh, as, a, as a utility player? I don't know. You know, Yankee mascot Tyler Wade. Then what happens with him? <laughs> oh, the mascot Tyler Wade. Anyway... It's it's going to be a decision that they have to make. Not even sure if you could get anything uh, for Glaber. Uh, it would be interesting. You know, maybe you package him with somebody else to 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 like get him off as like an extra player in a deal uh, that puts a little sweetens the pot for somebody else. Not sure, but my infield right side, Frank Rizzo, <laughs> DJ Lemayo. Shortstop. All right. Well, as we know, Glaber was there at short. Then, end of the year, they finally, the, the Glaber-Torres shortstop experiment <laughs> ended, and he went back to second. You know, he, you know that could have been a, a decider. You know, we talked about one game. Yankees needing one game to play that wild card game at home. Labor Torres, lots of errors over there. Um, I, I don't think he's even such a great fielder. Um, I don't know. I've seen him make some nice plays at shortstop, actually. But 
you know, his bat was was <laughs> regressed really far. How many home runs did he have? I don't even know. Mario, look up how many home runs Glaber Torres had. I, th- I bet you it's like seven. I bet you it's like seven home runs in the year before, or not, you know, 2020 shortened season, so we kind of throw that out. But I believe the year before that he had at least 25, maybe? I don't know. Glaber, I like him. I love him. Why didn't he wear the glasses? What happened to glasses, Glaber? That's when he did really well. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, it'll be interesting. This offseason will be very interesting, as it always is. <laughs> Sometimes they don't make anything, uh, any decisions. And can, can, I, can everybody hear that on the, the recording? That is Frankie the Rally Cat. He, he is trying to make some noise. Um, he is getting a little crazy over there. But if you hear that, Frankie is roaming around. Frankie the Rally Cat, uh, my cat who pretty much had saved the Yankees season and got them into the playoffs, if you remember, when he jumped on the field. He is making his presence known. Shortstop. Big talk that Corey Seager... From the Dodgers is coming over. Jeff Basson on the Michael K show says it's going to take three hundred million to get him over here. You know, some people say that Corey Seager is really destined to play third base on a team. You know, Jeff Basson saying, you know, what is it, a year and a half, two years, he plays shortstop for the Yankees and then gets uh, switched over to third. I don't know. I'll tell you, I don't know a lot about Corey Seager. I do like that he's a left-handed bat. He is playing shortstop for the Dodgers, obviously a great team these past few years. I don't even know what his age is, but I would like the move. I would like the move over Carlos Correa, uh, which, you know, that's a big debate with Yankee fans, whether you would take Correa. I don't, I, (laughs) I hate Correa. I hate him, but if he came over and was in Yankee pinstripes, obviously I'd be rooting for him. I, it, would be, it would be a little tough to handle uh, just because he's, ugh, just, you know, his personality. He's, he's uh, <laughs> oh man, I can't stand him. Very, very arrogant guy. Uh, but maybe the Yankees need that. Maybe we need to be like, all right, he's a cheater, but we gotta, <laughs> well, we'd have to look, uh, we'd have to look past this or else what, what are you going to do? become a, a, a Mets fan? Well, it's interesting. Then I just saw Trevor's story is out. Uh, I saw some rumor that he would not be on the Yankees, which don't really know a lot about Trevor's story. Uh, you know, there was rumors that the Yankees were going to pick him up uh, midseason, and he is an all-or-none type of guy from what I recall everybody talking about it's either home run or strikeout which <laughs> Yankees love Cashman loves that Yankees have a few prospects like as I was talking about they have really focused drafting shortstops Anthony Volpe is one guy that is talked about a lot uh, there's another guy. I can't remember his name. He is, um, he is not, um, at the forefront of my mind, but I guess they have another guy that they are developing the minors. Not sure what, where either one is. I think Volpe went up to double A, 
So you would think maybe he's progressing to AAA this year? I, I don't know. But a lot of hype with those guys. But the question is, what, you know, can they come in and take over? We don't know. We don't know if they're major league ready or what's going to happen. Uh, Yankees have had a lot, of, a lot of guys in their minors coming up with a lot of hype. And, you know, a lot have not panned out, unfortunately. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We, we will see what happens. So let's go over to my choice. I would love to see Corey Seager uh, from what I know. In pinstripes, that would be a really solid uh, acquisition. But again, it's the money. Are, are the Yankees going to pay him three hundred million over what? What's that going to be? Eight years? You know, at at the rate uh, people are getting paid these days, it it takes a lot per season. So you know, you would say obviously you do the math three hundred million. 10 years he's getting 30 million maybe maybe you got to sweeten the pot that you know salaries are going up and up more and more it's it's kind of crazy but that is the nature of baseball third base all right geo geo regressed a little bit and uh i was kind of you know i was kind of maybe bashing geo a little bit and my brother roger brought up the fact that that play where Geo against the Rays goes running and goes flying into the dugout. And that was, I think that was the last game, right? That was the last game of the season. And you gotta love, I think he ran 110 feet because they were, they had a shift on and he goes running and flying into the dugout, reminiscent of Derek Jeter back in what, 08, diving into the stands. And I said, yeah, you, that's true. you got to love Gio. And maybe you give him another shot because maybe this year was just a little bit of a blip. He did have COVID. Seems like a lot of guys who come back from COVID, uh, they do have their struggles after coming back from that. I don't know. Uh, there's a whole research paper <laughs> right there someone could do. But Gio's pretty solid guy. He seems really likable and, you know... I wouldn't have a problem having Geo back at third base. But if not, if for some reason they have to trade him and uh, they keep Glaber at second and then you've got DJ LeMayu who could play third base, slot him in. I'd like him better as a second baseman though. I, I, I would really prefer him over there. All right, outfield, Aaron Judge definitely monster season from Aaron Judge loved that he stepped up this year didn't get injured you know you see this and it's pretty promising you know he did have a couple of freak injuries so you can't bash the guy for being too soft and getting hurt in some cases you know a little bit and they use that whole like oh he's a big guy which is supposed to translate to him uh, getting hurt that whole that famous quote of Stan I think it was one of their uh, strength and uh, strength and conditioning coaches who said, oh, these are big guys standing around in cleats. Give me a break. That's ridiculous. But Aaron Judge is going to be a free agent at the end of next season. And you're going to have to pay him. So it begs the question, you know, if you're signing a guy like Corey Seager to this monster contract, 
then you've got Aaron Judge to pay. And not sure, you know, who's coming off the books next year. But it's a lot. It's a lot. They got a lot of contracts. There's a lot of big contracts. You've got Cole. If, let's just say, you've got Seager. You still have a bunch of years of Giancarlo. Uh, let's see, who are some of the other big ones? Uh, DJ. DJ is getting a good amount. I can't remember what his average salary comes out to. But, you know. You'd think that Yankees have got to pay Aaron Judge. He is the face of the franchise. You know, for a time, he was the face of baseball and probably still is. A lot of people know him and, you know, having a great year. He's got to, I would say he's got to come in top three in MVP voting this year. Uh, You know, it seems like Otani is going to get the MVP just because of what he did on both sides of the plate. Uh, you know, it's, it is pretty remarkable. I got to give the guy credit. And who else? Uh, Raphael Devers had a great year. Any other year that maybe, uh, it's, you know, to get those performances by people that Aaron Judge wins the MVP, but he's got to be top three. He's got to be in that, that new thing that they do with the, with the top three candidates, right? Is it top three? I think so. Love to see it. Center field. It's going to be Aaron Hicks until he gets hurt in spring training <laughs> or or in June. You know, the guy, I, I like Aaron Hicks as a person. Seems like he's a, a nice guy, although who knows? We don't even know. You know, I was reading, saw a lot of stuff about Kirby Puckett these days. And, um, you know, uh, Kirby Puckett, he had a, he had a pretty checkered uh, past. You know, guy was an incredible uh, baseball player, was, you know, never, nobody ever uh, thought he was going to really do anything. You know, they talked about he was not your prototypical outfielder uh, or base, you know, I shouldn't say baseball player because there are a lot of odd, (laughs) odd physique uh, baseball players who have excelled. But I don't know, going off on a tangent on Kirby Puckett, um, you know, one thing that reminds me of Kirby Puckett is the... uh, the parallels people draw with Don Mattingly and how Don Mattingly should have gotten into the Hall of Fame if he had a longer career and, and Kirby Puckett. Really sad. The guy, I forgot this, guy woke up in spring training and couldn't, all of a sudden couldn't see out of one eye and that ended his career. That's, that is, that is pretty sad to have that happen to you. But as I said, always, always a, a parallel for me with Donnie Baseball Don Mattingly and, and, and their careers, but Kirby Puckett did win two World Series, and, I, and that was a, a, a and, he, and he played a little bit longer, and I think some of his stats were better than Mattingly, but Mattingly had that back issue, unfortunately. Anyway, <laughs> we, a little tangent there, but center field, Aaron Hicks, I, I never like, I talked about this last show, and I keep going back to it, never loved this seven-year deal, which, what is it, five years left now? Did he sign? Uh, have we gone through two years of Aaron Hicks? Um, do love that play that he made in Minnesota. Uh, that, that is like highlight reel when he did that dive in center field when they were playing Minnesota and um, then got up the next inning, hits the home run. It was that crazy, crazy game. But the guy does have some really great potential. You'd just like to see him put together a full season and see what happens. 
don't like when they were batting him third, though. I don't think that's, you know, he is a big on-base percentage guy, but don't like him there. Anybody else? You know, Brett Gardner is, you know, are the Yankees going to bring him back? I love Gardy. I really do, but I think he, you know, and he has helped out the Yankees in terms of injuries because he has stayed on the field and the guy puts together, you know, still has some some gas in the tank. A lot of people don't like the fact that he has stopped other people from coming up, but who do you have, who, do you, who else do you have in the system that Gordy's been blocking? They brought up Florial, who was pretty good, I gotta say. Estevan Florial uh, had his moments when he brought, was brought up to the Yankees. Who was that other guy? That random guy who came up by the Yankees and uh, played really well, and then they sent him down. What was his name? His name was like, was it Greg Allen? Maybe. Guy, guy came up and went, Tico, he was hitting like 500 or higher, and it was, you know, it was, it was a very small percentage. It was like, you know, like 10 at-bats. He was like 5 for 10, but... The guy was it really gave a boost to them when it was the 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 replacements were <laughs> were there back in what June July they they made baseball exciting with the Yankees for uh, a little while during that really bad like June period. Anyway, would love to see maybe one of those guys up. So maybe that's it. Maybe you know maybe Gardy needs to come back as a coach. Oh, that would be awesome. I really really think Gardy should come back as the bench coach. You know, doesn't have any manager experience, coaching experience. But listen, neither did Aaron Boone. So maybe they need a little fire. And then that story came out. Story came out about Brett Gardner. And at the time when Spider Tech uh, was the big news back in, was that June? Maybe May. Garrett Cole one of the big names behind, you know, Spider Tack and these guys using it to get a better grip on the ball. The story goes, if you missed it, Brett Gardner was walking around the Yankees clubhouse before a game and had this big <laughs> lump of pine tar on the brim of his hat and he was joking around and supposedly trying to get a laugh out of Garrett Cole and Garrett Cole got pissed off. And he, I guess, he told Gardy to stop, and I wish there was more details on it. But I, I like Gardy. He's supposed to be like the clown, and and um, you know, so in one respect, I I could see Garrett Cole. I could see his side of it being pissed off, and 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 you know, it's a, it's an embarrassing thing for Garrett Cole. He was really put in the spotlight of that whole thing where a lot of other pitchers <laughs> were not mentioned, but they said a lot of guys were doing it. Any hard thrower was doing that. Later on, they say the next day, um, Cole uh, settled things. I don't know if he apologized to Gardy or, or they cleared the air. But um, I, I, would, I, th- I would be the same way. I think I'd be pissed off if he was doing that because... It's embarrassing. He, you know, he had texts going to the Angels, uh, one of the Angels, like the, when he was on the uh, Astros, he had, I guess, a text that came out to the like equipment coach of the Angels, which was really, that was a really weird story. But I guess that guy was like mixing up something for these guys to use, uh, whether it was something with spider tech or something else. So he's been in some hot water and, you know, you look at, his 
all those stats that they do now and they can track, you know, the rotations of the ball and uh, it, it went down after spider tech and Garrett Cole was like untouchable, unstoppable him and Aroldis Chapman early in the season. And then the spider tech thing came out and both of them regressed in a way. <clears throat> but anyway, Guardy getting back to Guardy, <laughs> another tangent we went off on there, but Guardy, I do like him. Uh, he, he is a good clubhouse guy, uh, a leader on that team. And, you know, maybe he's your, maybe starts as your first base coach. I don't know. I know he still wants to play. So maybe he is going to try and, uh, latch on to another team, which it would be really weird seeing Guardy in a different uniform. Anyway, I know my, my Aunt Franny loves Guardy. He actually lives in the same town as them. And, um, you know, we, we, we both love Guardy. So if he came back for some reason and as insurance again, I wouldn't be mad like some people are. Because I still like Guardy. I, I, you know, obviously the only member of the 2009 uh, World Series team still there this past year. We'll see. We'll see. Left field. Joey Gallo. I really like Joey Gallo. I, I think he seems like a really nice guy. I don't like the fact that he did really poorly when he came to New York. But it's an adjustment coming to New York. And, you know, maybe having the big spotlight here, having the media changing situations. Not every guy can do it. And, you know, who knows his situation? Maybe, you know, maybe he didn't like being here. Maybe he didn't like uh, living in New York. It's, it's an adjustment. Not everybody can handle it. We'll see what happens. They, they got one more year of him. His, I wouldn't have never batted him fourth in that wild card game. I don't know what they were thinking. You know, the you know you want to get into the whole analytics department, but uh, those guys didn't. They must not have watched a game because Joey Gallo needed to be batting like sixth at best in the wild card, and maybe that would have taken some pressure off of him, and maybe he would have performed. You know, you can't you can't keep hoping that he's gonna get a big hit. I think the guy had one big hit. He hit that home run maybe about like three weeks into being here or something like that might have been on that 13 game winning streak I'm not sure I can't remember it exactly but that was pretty much it I do love the fact that he's a really great defensive outfielder although he did make he did have a mental error and missed a cutoff man or or didn't throw to second on on a play um but you know that's just that's just one error by him you you he is a great defender so it is nice having him in left field uh defensively they got to you know maybe start him at the beginning of the year see what what's happening batting him maybe maybe he's batting fourth in the cleanup spot but it's got to be a quick you gotta you gotta pull that trigger quick if he is not performing and put him back and just tell him say listen maybe we'll put you back you know boone's mr you know Mr. Kumbaya, you know, he can settle somebody down and explain to them that they're they're moving him uh to like sixth. Or maybe he can't. Maybe he maybe maybe Aaron Boone does not like conflict. 
And he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> not, not uh, you know, keep him at fourth. But he's, the, you know, we know Aaron Boone's not making the order. Maybe he's got a little bit of a say in it, but it's all the numbers. They're like, these guys, I could, I wish, I wish someone would do like a comedy skit of like this back room at Yankee Stadium where these like computer guys are all like punching in <laughs> numbers and, and there's like this big computer that churns out a lineup every night. <laughs> like, like almost like, uh, like Charlie and the, the Chocolate Factory, like the Oompa Loompas in a, in a back room and just hitting numbers <laughs> and everything. And, and there's like data sheets going everywhere and, and people are like yelling out numbers and statistics. And then all of a sudden uh, an order comes, a piece of paper comes out and they like run it <laughs> into the clubhouse and they hand it to Aaron Boone and he's like, okay. And he just looks at it and he starts writing in the official order to, to hand in on the scorecard. Oh man, that would be good. That would be really good. If somebody's out there listening to the show who does video and, and you know, directing, editing, let's get that together. <laughs> let's make a skit like that. Oh, that would be funny. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> Oh, well, what do you guys think? You can always write to us. Write to us at yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com. All our social media stuff. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Facebook, our Facebook is up to, I don't know what it is. It's in the, I think it's in the 500s. Maybe getting close to 600. So that's that's been pretty good. Instagram's still really, really low. So Go over there. Uh, Twitter, we're, I think we're Twitter, we're like 1,700. So, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> oh, we need a marketing department. Anyway, so that's it. Oh, we didn't get to catcher, but we really covered catching. Um, you know, some of those other outfielders, though, uh, to, to lump in there is Clint Frazier, who I really liked, had really high hopes for Clint, Fla- Clint Frazier. But... Not sure if these concussion uh, symptoms are going to plague him for the who knows the rest of his life, which would be really, really sad. I don't know, but I feel bad for him. Always liked him. Always thought he was going to be a really big part of this Yankees team. Who else? There's a bunch of guys out there. Maybe Mike Talkman uh, was dumped by the uh, the Giants. Maybe Yankees bring him back. <laughs> Oh, who else? Who else? I know I'm missing somebody. There's another, there's another Yankees outfielder. Uh, but we shall see. Spring training is a ways off. Uh, who knows? Maybe one of those outfielders is traded. Maybe Aaron Hicks is gone, and they they bring Florial up. We shall see. But catcher, you know, you got. Gary Sanchez, who unfortunately I think the Yankees are going to bring back, and Higashioka, who's a nice backup. I don't know if Higgy can do it full-time, but um, he's not going to get that chance because Yankees have already hinted that, Brian Cashman at least has hinted, that Gary Sanchez is going to be brought back. And like Rob said on his rant, Yankees have become a culture of approving or rewarding, I should say, as Rob said, rewarding failure. 
So Gary Sanchez, your 2022 catcher, uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, I have wanted the guy gone since, what, 2019, I think? You know, you talk about, and I've talked about this before, but it really irritates me. You just, you, you put side by side, let's say a guy like Paul O'Neill and Gary Sanchez, and they are <laughs> complete opposite ends of the spectrum. A guy who was so passionate about baseball and, like I said, every at-bat. Every at-bat, man. He was uh, just such a gamer. You know, that's where you get the nickname, the warrior. Gary Sanchez, the, the un-warrior. <laughs> the, the complete opposite of a warrior. What, what, what would that be? Peasant? <laughs> Gary the peasant Sanchez. That's, uh, that's what we'll call him unless someone can think of a... Better name for him that is just basically horrible. <laughs> All right, that's the show, guys. We did two in one week. It's fun being back. The next thing we need is a Mario 5. We are definitely going to have a Mario 5 this offseason because it's been way too long. It's been way too long. So, Mario, start thinking of five words for the comeback of TM5. All right. We will get into that next time, and we will also go over pitching. lot to dissect in that as well. All right, guys, that's the show. Not sure if you're watching the World Series. I am not. Uh, my aunt has been keeping me uh, up to date on that. Uh, right now, it is 1-1, and if you're a Yankee fan, you should be rooting for the Braves. That's, that's just a, a, a no-brainer, right? So go Braves. And uh, as Rob said, go Yankees, I guess. <laughs> that was a good one. Like that line. But um, we'll, we'll, give a, we'll, we'll do our usual uh, sign off and, and give some enthusiasm to it because we're always going to be Yankee fans, right? Absolutely. All right, guys, that is it. And let's go Yankees.